and away we go. Okay. Of course, it wasn't closing right when I want to start. Okay. Ready? Yep. Hey guys, welcome back to Bar Bitches Barbie S. We are your hosts, Allie and Natalie. And be sure to obviously do all the same shit that we tell you to do every freaking week. Like, subscribe, love us, all the, the good stuff. But today's topic is actually really interesting because it's all the shit that we wish we knew before we became bartenders. Yeah. Very, very valuable information because <laughs> this is no lie. This really is the list that I wish I had. Like someone came to me and was like, yeah, here's all the necessary shit. That yeah, no one exactly. Tells you in orientation. Like, be aware and also decide if that's really what you want to do. Yeah. yeah so exactly. I mean, I mean, and after you guys listen to this, you might be like, oh, like maybe bartending isn't for me. Or like if you if you're already bartender, you're like, oh, yeah, I wish I knew this. shit. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. let's get right into it. So first things first, expect to get dirty. Mm-hmm. OK, so we're talking all the yucky shit that your bar back does. Or if they're not there that you will be doing, you got to learn. Because basically, like I said, if they're not there, you're going to have to do it anyway. Exactly. So there's a lot of shit that there's a reason that you're supposed to tip out like your barbacks very well. There's a reason for it. And it's because they do shit that you don't want to do. Exactly. They're your your bitch, basically. Yes, they're so, your bar bitch. <laughs> yeah, they're your bar bitch. Yep. Basically. So first things first, I was going to say like cleaning dishes usually like if I have a bar back they're kind of on top of it so that I don't have like a ginormous pile at the end of the night but also stuff like changing out kegs yeah and that's something super important to know even um if you don't really think that you're gonna have to do it like very often I think it's something that you should know how to do and every place well not every place but most places are a little bit different like some like some taps I don't know whatever some um like some of them are a little bit different than others. Like some you have to change the oh, valve, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some yeah. of them like you just change the keg and it figures itself out. Like yeah. so, some when, you have to like screw and unscrew little shits. Exactly, and, yeah. the level has to be correct. Then you have to make sure that like the CO like isn't the CO two or something like that is oh, like. Bitch, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you have to know what the fuck you're doing is what we're trying to say. <laughs> so be sure to like if. If they're training you, ask those kind of questions when you're first starting out. Like, hey, what about the kegs? Like, am I ever going to have to change out a keg? And if I don't, like... Yeah, they'll show you. They'll definitely show you a few times, too. Yeah. Um, so just make sure just, you tell them. Just try out. Try it out yourself, yeah. Yes. I think my biggest tip for kegs is bring a towel. And you Oh, yeah. That should have sprayed. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you'll only understand if you actually do it and you've got your fucking self completely soaked because you're trying to change a keg and you're like i know what i'm doing and you don't know what you're doing yeah you'll be humbled really quick (laughs) super oh my god you'll be humbled you'll be wet and soaking (laughs) all of the all of the above exactly um also cleaning your floor so um a lot of places that i've worked at usually you have someone like a bar back or like cleaning crew come through and like they'll clean the floors or something. But there's been times where like you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Like maybe the cleaning crew is out for the week or two or something, or maybe they just don't have it in the budget to have a cleaning crew come yeah. through. So you have to do it. So just know you're going to get dirty. So, um, I don't know if you're a germaphobe, bring gloves. Period. Have also too, like having like specific clothes that you use for work, which is yeah. like what, 
I mean, obviously, I don't think a lot of a lot of bars are that like picky on what you have to wear. So like I know for for me now, it's just like black shirt and jeans. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like I'm not going to wear like my good jeans or like my good black shirts or whatever that like I'm going to get bleach on or, you know, all of this stuff like you want to use clothes that are like specific for work and not necessarily like you still want to look cute too but like at the same time you want to also save like your good expensive clothes for like yourself and and make sure that because you will get dirty you will smell you will get syrup and crusty and fucking all of this shit so you just want to make sure that you you know that yeah Yeah. exactly don't be going into work wearing no cashmere sweater or some shit like bitch that shit will shrink on you while you're wearing it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and have stains all over exactly so just like who wear yes absolutely the next um basically the same thing within being dirty like just know that you work in an industry where people are consuming a lot of alcohol so that means that people might throw it right on back up okay us included right right (laughs) I, don't, I can't even tell you, like, I can't even count on my fingers or my toes how many times, like, like other bartenders have thrown up, like, during my shifts. Shit. And I don't, well, knock on wood, because I don't want to be like, yeah, I have, and then the next shift, like, I fucking hurl. But, like, it's definitely a norm. Either the have you never thrown up on a shift before? No. I've, I Actually, I don't think I have. I I've threw maybe up afterwards, I th- not during. I threw up once during during a shift, New Year's Eve. Um, went to the bathroom, threw up, came back right back to work. Like nothing no. happened. Yeah, it was really that crazy. But it was. It's one of those things where it's like you just don't have a choice. Yeah, that's so true. you're just kind of like mentally like you already know that you can't, you can't, can't leave. leave. Yeah, you're, there's, there's no, no way. There's there's no fucking way. New Year's Eve. There's no fucking way. Yeah, like you got to get back in there. So just go do what you have to do. Feel better and yes. get your ass back out on the yeah. floor. And you know what else? This is one of my proudest moments of my life. Yeah, you puked and rallied. That's what we used to call it at oh, my old place. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You puked and rallied, bitch. Um, for me, I think the only times that I've gotten, like, I've thrown up, it wasn't even, like, really, like, alcohol-related. Like, for me, one time, I, like, took medication, then I came to work, and mm-hmm. it was, like, fucking with my stomach. So yeah. that was the only time that I threw up because of that. And then that was, like, easy to explain. Like, I just told my manager, like, I'm I'm legitimately sick. I'm not like hungover or something like that. I've come to work hungover. Oh yeah, for sure. That's your but life. Yeah, <laughs> that's your life. Yeah. When you're no bartending, lie. that's your fucking life. You're always hungover, but you just learn to like <laughs> keep like rally. Like yeah. you just it's just a normal thing. You get up and you work and you you drink and you're hungover the next day, but you got to get up and you got to go to work and you just like learn to work through it. Yeah, which is why your early twenties are perfect for bartending because you can handle that shit. Mm -hmm. As like these later, these mid twenties hit you. I'm like, bro, I'm out of commission that whole next day. Oh my God. For (laughs) real. I used to be able to like wake up the next day. No hangover. No problem. Nothing. That was Mm -hmm. when I first started drinking. And now it's like, I need about like one day for the hangover about the second day, just for like (laughs) one to two business days, bitch. (laughs) Period. (laughs) want to so do true. business days to get back on track <laughs> back to be a normal functioning human being oh my exactly. god 
to struggle. We are fucking old to yeah. say that. I, people we that are. used to say that, I used to be like fucking pussies. Yo, yes, like, like now you're I'm so like, full of shit. You're exaggerating. No, that's a real fucking problem. Um, <laughs> but let's get back on topic. Sorry, guys. So basically, people puke. You might puke. Customers might puke. Someone's gonna puke in that bitch. So just know that if you don't have somebody, a bar ba- somebody, <laughs> if you don't have a bar back, or like if the manager, like because most places, like the manager is the designated person to clean it up yeah it like they get paid the big bucks for that you know the big sucks to suck (laughs) but um sometimes like there's a situation where like uh, at least one place that i worked at where they would pay you 50 dollars extra just to clean clean up shit like that or um they would charge like a customer that extra you know so you never know maybe ask them like hey what's the sitch on like when people hurl, like, what do we do? What do I do? What, like, is there something like some sawdust? Is that what we said earlier? Yeah. Sawdust to throw on top of it. Like, just know because it might not be something that they're like, hey, by the way, when someone pukes, like, this is the closet, like, during orientation. That's probably not the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. But it is a reality. You're you definitely going to have to deal with it. You also will will get, a, a like, the vibe of, like, the place that you're working to to, to see. Because if it's more upscale, obviously, you're not going to really have yeah. people, like, puking like that. But, like, if you're working at a place like... <clears throat> Barney's Beanery in Pasadena, <laughs> then bitch, people would be throwing up every night you're working. Literally, you, so you walk in there and you just—I don't know what it is. It's about certain places, like this nightclub that I worked at. It's like now every time that I work into a place that's like super, like a lot of wood is around. Oh yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of fucking space. Yeah, for, like, different colored dance. lights and shit. Yeah, yeah different yeah, yeah. colored lights. Like their bar is not like hey, like you know, a few feet. Their bar is like the whole side of the fucking wall. You know yeah. what I mean? Then you're like, okay. So y'all came to fucking drink. Exactly. You know, y'all came to fucking pour it up. So they came to throw it down as yeah, well. And throw it right on back there. up. So just know <laughs> that place. Mm. Throw it down and throw it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't even want to know what's going on in the bathroom. But, like that's besides the point. So anywho, so the next topic is expect a fight to break out. And I don't care what time it is, if it's day or night, but like there's situations like weekends, game days, happy hours. Yeah. Like they are the the I don't know, like the most likely times of the day for shit to pop off or like yeah. times of the week for people shit that to get go down. rowdy and shit. Yes. Yeah. Especially the game day. Du- they get rowdy. The yeah. game day dudes get rowdy. They want to fight each other for like literally no reason. Uh, weekends, you know, nightclub culture you of know course, people yeah, bump into you're each gonna other, have the, the fake alpha males in there fake alpha to... males yeah exactly happy hours yeah. a motherfucker again hype over nothing because they had three martinis like just stupid shit like that so my biggest biggest piece of advice especially for women is to always bring something with you now i'm not saying like pack a fucking pistol bitch like i don't know if it's ever that fucking deep your door guy might he really might he might be with the shits in some places you might need him to yeah but for you personally always have something so for me when i bartend i bring pepper spray and um it's very smart to even like if you're working for a place for a little while you get to know the owner or the managers pretty decently let them know like hey if something happens here like what do i do like what what am i grabbing for you know what i mean like i've had situations where i'm alone there's no door guy there's no backup for me and a break up 
break. A fight has broken out, and I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I've never even asked them, what am I supposed to do in this situation? They've never yeah. thought to tell me. So that's why I bring pepper spray but one time i had a pepper spray a guy because he was going to try and beat on his girl in front of me and i was like we ain't having none of that shit mm-hmm. not in fucking front of me yeah. so i pepper sprayed old dude and then the next day like my my manager was like super impressed or the owner was super impressed and he was like you know it's a really smart idea to have like pepper spray around and so like he him and like another customer like bought a ton of pepper spray which is I had, such like, three a good by idea by the end of the day but then there was like yeah. a couple in the drawers so like just keep that in mind. Like, um, I know some girls will bring a taser. I bring like a mini taser when I go out, even though I don't know if that's really supposed to be allowed. Or, like, like nobody come and arrest me. But um, like just things like that. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> so, please don't fucking arrest me. I'm just trying to protect myself. Okay. Um, but just have something on you. Yeah. I, honestly, like the one time where I was alone at a dive bar, I think I've talked about this where I was like assaulted. I wish I would have had something yeah. on me. Like I didn't know I was super naive. I had no idea. And I was alone. It was one of those cheap ass dive bars. that didn't have any like door, no security, no nothing. It was just you. And so, yeah, I definitely would have wished that I would have had something now it's like it depends the place you work at but most likely you'll be working with guys yeah uh so you don't really have to be in that position but if you're definitely like more alone but even i okay the time that i used the pepper spray was when i had a door guy really i've been able to break up fights with nothing at all i'm not saying that you should do it but i'm saying it's possible but literally like I brought the pepper spray just because it was already in my purse. But that's also like a good point, too, because a lot of times, too, people won't do anything. There are that's door guys thing. and there are coworkers. That brings a good point that won't uh, engage yeah. and that won't stop anything. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, it, you still have you to have, still have to fend protected. for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So and it was actually it wasn't point. even that the bar, the, the door guy didn't do something. It was just like. It was like a weird thing. Like the guy got him in like this lockup, like some kind of headlock or lockup or something. I think he was like squeezing on the guy's ribs or something. And it's just like sometimes there's a situation where like he's supposed to be like my first line of defense. Yeah. But shit happens, you know. So that's when I pepper sprayed the guy because I was like, this fight ain't going to end anytime soon. And if it does, it's going to be like real, real bad. Like they, were, they, they probably like were fighting for all of like. Two, two minutes maybe a minute and like there was blood on the floor after which is like a long time when you think about it it is yeah. exactly like in the end like when you go back to the to the footage you're like it felt like eternity when it was happening but like in reality it was like all of like a minute like nothing at all so just be sure to have something on you no matter if you have a door guy if you don't but especially yeah. if you don't yeah know something like don't be I don't know. I guess we all like all bartenders have been like that new guy on the job and you don't know what to do. But like this is one of those situations where it's not OK to not know. Yeah, just kind of. Ass- I mean, you have to have that that uh, you have to be able to assess the situation like yeah. in real time. Yeah. And be able to Experience make help. the 
best yeah, decision but based if on all else fails you have to have something to protect yourself like yeah like if your life is being like threatened or mm-hmm. if your safety is being threatened then mm-hmm. by all means i would say you know do what you gotta do bitch okay <laughs> for real but Just i remember don't, don't don't like fucking add us or like put us in a lawsuit because bitch i didn't tell you to pull out nothing I yeah just, we're just, I just saying <laughs> if your if your safety is being threatened yes. then of course we're telling you guys to protect exactly. yourself like like the down. analogy that i use is like most people decide to read what the fucking instructions are for the fire exting- extinguisher when the whole fucking building is on a, is a flame yeah that's true and it's like you should have known and read about it and figured out how to use that shit before that ever even happened. You know, that's why you do fire drills and all that kind of stuff. So just be mindful. I'm not saying like, think that there's going to be a fight every single time you go into work, but don't put it past anybody. Yeah. It's It's a fucking, it's a bar. It's like shit pops pops off. Like tempers flying. All that shit. So just be mindful. And it's kind of it's kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. Like, I can't even lie. When I first, it's so much fun. When Best I, stories in the world. Yo, when I first started working <laughs> at a bar and I was just food running at the bar because I was in my like very early 20s. Like, oh my God. The first time I had a fight, I was carrying two trays of like big ass nachos. And they like this, they like flew right past me. Like I had to step <laughs> back. Like they almost <laughs> ran right into me. My adrenaline was pumping and I was like... I've seen security toss bitches down flights of stairs. <laughs> yeah, like this dude. shit. And it's, it's really real fucking exciting. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's <laughs> really fucking crazy. Um, it's not fun, obviously, when you're like in it, in yeah. it. It gets like scary. But obviously, at the same time, like it's pretty lit can't lie you get something to talk about for like a week lie you're gonna have there's gonna be you're gonna have no shortage of like good party stories like yeah podcast stories you know what i mean like you're just exactly so just be mindful guys okay so the next thing is i think we've already like talked about it before like when we were first talking about if you want to get into bartending and and stuff like that whether you should take the classes or not so like we said then we're gonna just say it now in case you guys didn't hear that episode basically bartending courses are cool i get it you know what i mean you want someone to teach you and you want to be more hands-on i totally feel you on that thing is experience tops all that shit and and like i was saying like the orientation might be like these are our specialty cocktails it's not hey so when shit like goes to the fucking left and you don't know what to do this is the instructions to do like they don't teach you that kind of stuff you have to learn it as you go or you have to ask the right questions and that's usually not like the first thing on the list yeah you know so just go into it knowing that you're gonna not you're not gonna know everything yeah you're not gonna know everything and unless you you have like a unless you're going to a new bar but you already have like a ton of experience yeah and yeah but if you're like new going into it like you have to be comfortable with the fact that it you're gonna learn as you go like you can't like, it's going to give you anxiety, probably, uh, but you just got to fucking deal with it. Like, yeah, exactly. And there are some things you're only going to learn by doing it. Yeah. And certain places you have to assess, like, if you go to a corporate restaurant, okay, they might, like, they might do more specialty cocktails, so they're not doing, like, a club vibe. So you're not, like, you're pumping out a good volume, but you're not pumping out, like, 
nightclub volume. Okay. Yeah. So it's maybe not as high paced, but it's like you got to know more about the specialty cocktails and whatever their special, whatever they, they do is that's their special thing. Like some places, Mexican restaurants are all about the margaritas, you know, like other places yeah, all exactly. about the martinis, like stuff like that. Um, so you kind of also have to assess like what place you're going to end up working at and where you fit best into. So like I've worked everywhere and I feel like my real groove is when I'm working at either a corporate bar or, um, a dive bar. That's just my vibe. But like everyone else is different. You know, I sometimes miss the nightclub, but then when it's the weekend, I'm like, fuck that nightclub. So, (laughs) so it really, it really truly depends. So same thing with bartending courses. Yeah. It's cool to have that under your belt, but experience tops all of that shit, you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, so definitely if you want to, just so that you have um, the research, like we were going to say later on in this, make sure you're doing your research. So courses are good for research and knowing the recipes and stuff like that. Um, but like real life situations, you just have to fucking live through and yeah, like you just work go, at different places. Go down with the flow, yeah. You'll fucking figure it out. Like I know that your training was pretty cool. Like at least like when they were training you, the music up was was up loud and oh, shit like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know? It wasn't like classroom vibes. It was like actually uh, more of like a bar bar experience. Yeah. yeah. She cranked the music all the way up and was like yelling at us like the drink orders. And mm-hmm. we had to be able to like pay attention and understand what like all that's of this other commotions going on. And that's like super realistic versus like other bartending courses are like classroom yeah classroom setting bright lights like no like pitch black um flashing lights like every 15 seconds strobe lights yeah exactly fucking eyeballs yeah like being screamed at by like Mm -hmm. different directions yeah exactly i was like i my analogy that i wrote up for us was like basically you've never had a bitch come up to the bar fucking I don't fucking know. Her name's Jessica. She's screaming out that she needs your fucking help. She says that she's been waiting for like 20 minutes. Reality, she's been waiting for like two fucking minutes. When she finally gets done being rude as shit with you, she's like, oh, yeah, like, here's my drink order. She forgets half of the fucking drinks for all six of her friends that she just ordered. And then she wants to argue with you about how expensive Patron shots are. Like, you fucking set the fucking prices, you know? So, like, those are situations that you don't, you're like, bitch, what? Like, once you get there then you're like okay i've done this a couple times i'm not gonna get mad at jessica because she's a basic bitch and i know that she does basic bitch things you know like that's (laughs) something your manager can't can't fucking teach you you just gotta know how to get through that kind of situation so be um just i guess be prepared but like the best way to be prepared is like try out a different a, a bunch of different places and like you know get the experience under your belt yeah you know if you want to yeah, work somewhere else high end like get the experience or like try try your best to get the experience yeah um so next super super duper 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 important if i could put another thousand dupers on it i totally would get fucking comfy ass shoes Period. Yeah, non-slips, bitch. Non-slip is the name of the game because every time you start a new job, they're like, you got some non-slips? You got some non-slips? If you don't, well, we got our... I one time worked at this fucking place where they gave you, like, this outer rubber shit to put on top of your shoes if it wasn't non-slip, like, so they had their own, like, sleeve. Yeah. Bitch, that shit... So stupid. That shit was (laughs) 
more slippery than me not wearing it. I was looking that at them like, dumb, you want yeah. me to break my fucking neck. So just get you some non-slip shoes. Yeah. So we were saying that, like, if you're talking, like, on a budget, go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. If you're talking medium budget, go to Skechers. Even though, like, who fucking likes Skechers? Mm-hmm. Thank God they're your fucking work shoes. So go to Skechers yeah. if you have to. And then we were actually talking about the best place is... Like, what is it? Shoes, shoes for cruise? Shoes for cruise. Yeah. So I know um, that's like a, it's, they have a lot of different shit. So you can get like van, van, ones that look like vans, ones that look like Converse, stuff that looks like boots, Crocs. like dip, Crocs. Yeah. Like, and they're all uh, non-slips and they're all around like 40, 45 bucks. So, I mean... It's decent and they usually last like a really long time. Yeah, that that's um, like put in like it's an investment. Like so if you want your knees to like mm-hmm. work for you for the next however many years, yeah. invest in good shoes because yeah, for sure. it, you're going to be on your feet majority of your shit. Yeah, don't wear Vans, don't wear Converse. I oh fucking my God, don't do ate it. ass in fucking Vans. Yep, it you was... will fucking have the worst blisters of your life in fucking Converse. Yeah, and then... And you'll slip. <laughs> but also make sure you are uh, breaking in shoes too, like beforehand. So in... Apparently this is an East Coast or... It is. Well, it's a West, West Coast, Coast thing. Apparently this is a West Coast thing, um, according to Allie. It is, is uh, bartenders wearing docks. Yeah. So I wear docks. <laughs> Who's like, all the time? Hey, let's go work. Let, let, let me stand for the next fucking eight hours, standing all day. Let me find hmm, the boots. Like, why? Why <laughs> are we? <laughs> I don't get I it. I don't know. I mean, I just I like knew it was like a thing like for docks uh, to like wear them. Um, but I definitely wish that I would have broke them in before yeah. I started working at a bar because I broke them in at work and I had blisters like it was ridiculous. But now that they're all broken in, yeah. they're the only shoes I wear to work. But I guess I, that's more so that they're just like thick and like sturdy. Yeah. So like, when I when I think about like if they're broken in, then I'm like, OK, I kind of get it. Because, yeah. Like you're going to get a lot of shit on your shoes. So like, oh, docks a lot are of nice shit. because yeah. then like they kind of like if you pour something on it, it kind of like falls off. Like, yeah. You can easily clean them and like they're boots. So like if they're not like spick and shiny and span, you know, you're not in the fucking military. They can be kind of dingy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I get that part. But it's more of like the mental of like, motherfucker, you're in boots. Like they're going to weigh you down. Like that's why I never thought to throw yeah. on those. But hey, everyone's different. Just make sure we're trying to say is like make sure you break them bitches in. Yeah, and make sure you just, like, if they're comfortable for you, if you can wear them for eight hours, yeah. then wear them and, and not slip in them. Yeah. Then then do that. Because exactly. I walked in, I th- was thinking, I was thinking, like, oh, my Vans won't be that bad. Like, I hadn't worn them. And I walked in. Literally, the f- I stepped one step into the bar and I slipped and my manager was like go get your ass some new fucking shoes I had to go to the Skechers next door buy some shoes and then I had blisters because they weren't broken in so it was just like it was the worst so don't fucking don't slip up make sure you have good shoes that that's not something you you want to like go cheap on or or whatever like just buy some good work shoes like if you have to buy the insoles too like you know because just, it'll like, pay for itself in yeah, in one night. Even if like, you're like sitting there and you're like, should I get the insoles? Get the fucking insoles. Whether you think it's you need them or not. I literally have insoles inside of my work shoes that like have the memory foam inside. 
bitch, my feet still be killing me at the yeah. end of the night. And they're, they're every part of the correct shoes. So, so yeah, just be mindful. You got to bring the right kind of shoes in and break them in before you do anything. So next, um, basically, the weekends are not yours anymore, bitch. No. Like, unfortunately, to, to put it to you, weekends for bartenders are is like what, like work. the super bowl like you know what i mean like it's 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 like the rest of the time yeah like you're there and you're working or whatever but like the weekend is like your prime time That's, yeah weekend is your money making shit yes, you don't want to skip maker. the weekends you want to work weekends mm-hmm. because so you will make the most money friday mm-hmm. saturday nights yeah, so, so say goodbye to like your little weekend, your your Saturday Saturday night yeah. ritual with your friends or whatever. Say yeah, goodbye you're not to that. Do that. Okay, that's bartenders not go night. out on fucking Tuesdays. That's what we do. Yo, legit, we go out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Like, I think every area is a little bit different. I think it always it's always like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Like some yeah. places will do Thursdays as well. But yeah, that's like the bartender thing, like or or just like the restaurant industry thing to go out on the most random of nights. Yeah, because I mean, everyone's fucking working on a on weekend nights. Yeah, yeah sure. so we were going to tell you guys, like, if you're smart and you're like, you know what? I want to have, like, a, a, a best of both worlds kind of situation. I say invite your friends to the bar. Maybe yeah. not every single fucking weekend because that can get real old real quick. But, like, you know, if you know, hey, it's probably going to be kind of slow tonight so I can give them extra attention, like... I know yeah. it's going to be dead, you know, maybe it's an off weekend or whatever. And you're like, you know what? Let me call my friends up, have them kick it with me. Cause then now we can have everything. I can kick it with them. I can pour them up. You know, I can get some tips off of them, Yeah, get good sales. They're going to talk great shit about you to your fucking manager, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're smart, just plan accordingly. And if you want to make that money, keep your weekends open to work. Period. Simple. Simple. <laughs> Okay, so the next thing is very, very important. I think mostly, okay, no. I was going to say mostly for women, like, the one half of it. But, no, this is an important tip for everybody. Whether you're a guy, you're a girl, whoever the fuck. Just know this and, like, like, if you need to, like, write it on yourself, write it on the POS system or whatever, just know this truth, okay? Do not ever fall for the free drink pressure or the can I get your number pressure, okay? Because here's how it's majority of the time going to work out. You, they're going to be like, hey, can you hook it up? Because I promise I'm going to hook you up with your tip if you hook me up. But you're like, dude, I don't know you. I don't really know if you're really going to hook it up. Like, you're already, you know, maybe he doesn't even fucking tip normally. And he, his idea of hooking it up is finally giving you a dollar. And you're like, what the hell? So what I do, if you're like, there's two different ways to do it. Okay. So there's the way of basically floating the drink so if you're like you know what i don't really know what the fuck this guy is about i really don't know if i do hook it up he's probably not gonna tip me i don't know what you do is you make the drink you do like so normally like a a drink is like what four counts yeah like a four count four four to six yeah four to six count okay so i'm saying save that last one to two count and float it on top of your drink yeah so that no matter what if he sticks that straw in he tastes the, the alcohol at the bottom or if he's like, you know, I'm going to just sip it from the top. He really tasted it at the top, you yeah. know? So then he's like, oh, she really did hook it up. Like, no, you're just, 
he just don't know fucking shit about making drinks, and that's fine. So then, then you can use that opportunity as a way to gauge if he's really gonna hook it up. Yeah. You know. Then after that, you can be like, okay, let's see if he's really gonna do if he's about that shit. Another way that I do it is I'm a little bit sneaky. This is I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna get anybody in trouble, but this is way I like to do it as well. If I'm not really sure, and I'm like, let's just see. What I do is um, I'm I make his first drink. I make it like the floating style. And then if they're like, oh, keep the tap open, I swipe it anyway. I close it out. And then I come over and I'm like, oh, man, I was so distracted. I'm so sorry. I freaking close it out. But if it is, is it okay if you just like sign this one and then I'll just open you up a tab because you're probably going to be here, you know, going to get some more drinks. And they're usually they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just sign it, whatever. That's when you see the tip. Then he signs it. Okay. He gives you your first tip. And if it's like nothing, you you know what the fuck is up. Then you know yeah, you're gonna be floating good, his uh, drinks for the rest of the night every time he asks for you to hook it up, or you, I mean, you could just be straight up and be like, motherfucker, you ain't tipping shit. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's like if you're at a, a dive good, bar and your I owner know, doesn't right? give a shit. But it's like, a good, <laughs> it's a good way to indicate if someone's bullshitting if yeah. they're really gonna hook you up. Yeah, that's good. and you're not sitting out uh, out here, you know, putting your fucking job on the line. Like, and there's the other thing, if you know, like. Your owner is a stickler. The manager is a stickler or whatever. Don't fucking put your job on the line for these people. Don't don't give them no extra nothing. Don't give them no free nothing. Don't feel ever pressured to because these yeah. people came out. They knew if I go out, I go to this bar, I'm going to spend some money. And that's just on period. Like you don't go to a bar and think, oh, I'm just going to get everything free for the rest of the night. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. You okay. You so don't owe anybody anything. Like that's your fucking you don't. job. Like. You don't. You don't. You don't go up to their place and, like, they're changing your tires. And you're like, how much you throw in a spare for free? Like, motherfucker, no. Nobody does that. So, exactly. same fucking concept. Exactly. Don't get pressured into that shit. Um, oh, yeah. So, I was going to say for um, the whole, like, giving out your number thing, too, as a side note, rather than if you feel, like, pressure and, you're, and they're like, oh, like, you know, give me, give me your phone number or whatever, just be like, you know what? my owner or the manager really freaking hates when we give out our phone numbers, you know, like it's kind of against company policy. Say it's company policy. Cause yeah. no one's going to argue with you. Like no one just be like, it's against company policy for me to give out my phone number, but I work on such and such days, Tuesdays and Saturdays or whatever. Yeah. And you know, and like, that's if you want them to come and see you again. Yeah. If obviously. you do, if not, you just stop it at, if they're like against cool. company policy, can't do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But if you find and you want to give out that number, baby, put, give him that number yeah but but don't feel the, the pressure to, to do it you don't gotta do that whatever. no just be like uh and then they might still be get calling salty. you can't give them the wrong number they call it right away now and whatever <sighs> dude they text you and they're like i just want to make sure that you got it like bitch all the fucking networks work the same fucking way bitch yeah i'm gonna get your fucking text message but i don't want to so don't ever fall for that fucking pressure exactly ever next Dive bars and corporate dar corporate bars corporate bars. <laughs> Ooh, this wine. Um, dive bars and corporate bars are super different. So, like I was saying earlier, um, the situation is going to be a little bit different for every place. So, we were going to let you guys just basically know, like the the quick the quick like what the footnotes the the cliff notes the really quick version yeah. is basically what you want to know if you want to know how to like make really good drinks. And you want to know how to make like uh, high volume drinks? I would go to a restaurant because they're more about like 
we're going to take our time. Like, yeah, we want to push out high volume, but your drinks need to taste good. And yeah. then they're going to sit there and they're like going to invest into time of um, teaching you the right drinks and the yeah. recipes i've had places like bring people in to show you how to pour the fucking beer and you're like bitch i know how to pour the beer and they're like no 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 this way is like yeah. the correct they're way. also gonna have like a uh wider range or wider selection of different types of drinks mm-hmm. than you would learn at a at a dive bar yeah, literally so. dive bar they don't even get most dive bars are just like you know how to make a long island you know how to make an adios oh okay Good luck. They don't and even like that's they're not it. even like yeah. this is how we do it. They're like No As long yeah. as you know how to do it, period, you're good. So. Exactly. Like you're not gonna be making martinis and shit like that. Like rarely. <laughs> Dude, so do you I know mean how many, how many places like I've gone into dive bars to work and people ask for like a martini or something and the woman who's been a bartender there for like ten years is like, I don't know how to fucking make yeah, it. Exactly. Like, bitch exactly you don't know how to make a martini exactly like, <laughs> like i made like, 15 different kinds at the last place i worked at yeah at minimum yeah you're like girl get your life like but they work they've probably only ever worked at a dive bar so they're like no i don't know how to fucking make a martini because yeah. this is the first guy in the last fucking five years to ask me for exactly. that shit yeah so um i think like if you want that kind of Uh, education and you want that kind of training go to a corporate bar they're also going to be on your ass but hey you get great training not gonna lie yeah now if you want to build up on your confidence and you want to fucking play pool (laughs) and darts you want to kick motherfuckers out you want to be the person that's like no you know how there's a karen and she's like i want to talk to your manager and you're like bitch i am the manager i am the manager (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you want to do that go to a fucking dive bar if you want to make great tips go to a dive yeah. bar because corporate bars are a little bit more about um everyone splitting and all that kind and of there's jazz like a lot more people working at the same time yeah. dive bar you're usually maybe only splitting with one to two other people if but you have to if you if it's not you by yourself and you set the rules like a lot of times like at restaurant like corporate restaurants they're like oh you have to tip out this percentage to your bar back and then i've even had places where they're like you have to tip one percent to the kitchen and you're like oh what the fuck when did i start tipping them out you yeah. know so every place is a little bit different but dive bars yeah it's like just as long as you tip them out like they'll tell you like just don't let that motherfucker leave with like two dollars like don't be greedy yeah. you know but they'll just be like it's up to your own discretion just just don't have my dude out here like eating ramen noodles please you right? know yeah <laughs> be nice so the next thing is this is actually kind of interesting um it, it varies like state to state and region or whatever. So we're just going to do this briefly, but like paying taxes. Mm-hmm. So when you first become a bartender, you don't really think about it that much. You're like, I'm in it for the tips and the free, I don't know, drinks and fries. I don't know. You're in for it for like different reasons than like, hey, I need to make sure that my taxes are square and in order. Yeah. So the what I've always heard from like no matter what place I've worked at is like keep 20 to 30 percent of your cash tips like your credit card tips are already getting added in because the computer is um usually keeping track of it yeah yeah so they they might like send it to you um through your next paycheck that's how they know that you're making credit card tips but like cash tips it really varies from place to place so we say anywhere from 20 to 30 percent make sure that you're at least like 
first of all, bitch, you should be having a savings period. I mean, nobody's like perfect, but like try and keep a savings. So that's where I would put that in. Like if you already have like your own personal savings, maybe have another little savings just in case you have to go back for taxes. Um, that's just something to just keep in mind. Just, just kind of like the way figure out to do it. Yeah. Do it the way where you're not going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of I would say whatever place you you start at just kind of figure out what other people are doing and and how they're doing it I mean obviously you should be claiming uh 100% like of your tips uh when you clock out right um you should be claiming how much you made um and then what they do is so if that that includes cash they will take they will deduct the taxes of those cash tips out of your paycheck so let's say if you made two hundred dollars in uh cash tips and if you claim two hundred dollars that night they're gonna tax that two hundred dollars off of your paycheck so your paycheck is gonna be a lower amount because you claim because you got taxes taken out from the cash tips that you made so so we're saying like for sure like in terms of being like up to date you're supposed to claim a hundred percent of your cash tips, yeah irs okay? if you're listening you listening <laughs> right mm-hmm. but we're just letting you know like realistically a lot of people that we know say at minimum at minimum save 20 to 30 percent so that you're not like fucking ass out on tax just you're not like caught slipping in case you have to pay anything back when taxes or if you get audited bitch you don't want that shit exactly i do i do know people that have been audited so that's something for sure at least keep records of it and keep records of your sales Mm -hmm. um i used to keep a book that had when i would clock out obviously you get a little clock out slip and it says how much you made your sales and then how much you claimed Mm -hmm. so i would keep those and i'd write the date on it and i would write how much i would tip out um, and I would just keep those in my, uh, in my little That's really notebook smart. because I knew at, of at least like five other people I worked with in the last couple of years I had gotten audited, which was mm-hmm. super random. So it was just one of those things where it's like, just have save your ass just in case, you know, yeah. you know, it's really smart that you said that, like, that you tip out too, though. Like you have to also put yeah, in, put how much you tip out, out. after it, it all adds up. Exactly. So, right. so make sure like you're, you're writing how much you tipped out because, at that time, it might not add up, you know? Right. So You're like, oh, that's not a few bucks. But no, that shit, after a while, you're like, oh, God. Exactly. <laughs> so they're like, well, it says you made this, but you only claim this. And you're like, okay, well, bitch, I tipped out this much, and that's why I wrote that. So you just, exactly. as long as you're having, like, you have record of it and whatever. Yeah, then. keep a record. At, at a minimum, try and keep a record. Okay, so the next thing is... <sighs> This is going to suck, but it's a reality. Like, you know what you're getting. your. I think you should know what you're getting yourself into. You're going to have a really irregular work schedule. Yeah. Unless you're working at a place that they are just up front and they're like, hey, it, like, what days do you want to work? Like, the dive bar that I work at now, they're like, what days do you want to work? And I'm like, Sunday and Tuesday, you know what I mean? But some places are just like, hey we're just going to throw you all in a pot and then we're just going to like mix it up and that's your fucking schedule. Yeah. That's, how, that's how it feels. I'm sure that's not how they do it. That's how it fucking feels. You like, you open your schedule and you're like, God damn, like yeah, I fucking exactly. got Tuesday and I fucking hate Tuesdays, you know, but then like next week you got Saturday, you know? So just be mindful that you have a really weird work schedule. And that also includes, you are going to have like opening shifts and then closing shifts so like for me i love closing shifts because i'm a night owl naturally same yeah yeah so i'm like 
I'm wired at like 1.30 in the morning, 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm one of those people naturally. And then, like, even if it was unnatural, bartending is the unnatural half of it. Like, where it just forces me to even be awake even when I'm not working. Like, yeah. I, when I'm on my off days, I'm exactly. like, fuck, I'm trying to go to sleep. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, you know? Yeah. Now my whole sleep schedule is off because most of the week I was, work, you know, closing or whatever. So... Just be mindful of that. Like, don't sit here and, like, think that you're going to close up the bar at 3 o'clock in the morning, get home around 3, 30, 4 o'clock, and then jump out of bed at 9 a.m. and go to your friend's or your fucking cousin's recital or something, you know? Yeah, like, which means sometimes you can, obviously. But don't make it but a, like, a habit. Yeah. you need your sleep. You need your rest. You need to have time where you have downtime free time to just do your own fucking thing try and like feel normal you know then like also like bartenders i know a lot of times like (laughs) we will wake up later because we're working later and then like we're the next day we're like damn we gotta do fucking laundry like you know so that's why it's when she texts me before noon i'm like you're up early bitch because we've been in quarantine and a bitch can actually You know, I was like, like, I can actually go to sleep at a normal time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's so, I think it's so funny when you it text is. me before 12. But then like, also like, Nat has a daughter. Like, so I'd be looking like, it's also the perks of like not having kids. I can sleep in motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, my ass is up regardless. 637 a.m. Yeah, because isn't her internal clock like day. seven? Yes. And then <laughs> school and like, oh my God, it fucking kills me. Like before too. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're up. So what I used to do was I used to just wake up, uh, take her to get her ready. And I'd be up for like an hour. Right. Yeah. Uh, take her to school, come back home and go back to sleep. Yeah. But when I was working two jobs, so I was also working at Starbucks, I would I would do there would be two things that I would do. So I would either work immediately after. So I would schedule it. So I basically worked like kind of graveyard. So I would get mm. off at the bar at like three thirty. And then I would start Starbucks at 4 a.m. And I'd work like a four, four and a half hour shift at Starbucks. So I'd be home around like 8.30 a.m. And then I would just take my daughter to school before nine. And then I would sleep the whole fucking day until I had to go to work the next day or whatever. Or what I would do um, would just wait until the next night. Like I wouldn't either schedule those doubles. But I did that for a while. And then, but if I ever had shifts that were like six or seven o'clock in the morning, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, I would sleep through it. Like I missed so many shifts if they were at that time. Like I would wake up. Hell yeah. My alarms, I wake up, but I would turn my phone off. Yes. I would turn my phone off. I'm going to close my eyes for like one minute. And I'd be like, you know what, bitch? I'll deal with their fucking shit later. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. corporate America. You think at first you're fucking <laughs> Superman and Superwoman and all this shit, and then you actually start doing it, and it becomes like, okay, this is like fucking th- week three. Oh my yeah, god! Like no. I want to kill myself. The shit. It, it's be fucking, realistic. So yeah. So be realistic. The other day, since we just started bartending, things are starting to like come back to normal now. Mm-hmm. I was up at like twelve o'clock. I was like, yo, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> like this is the latest I've been up in like three months. Like mm-hmm. it 
takes a fucking toll on you and I needed like yes. a, the next 24 hours to recover. Yeah. Like, like, it's almost like you're jet lag. And you're yeah, like, let exactly. me go ahead and like sleep it off. Exactly. But, so <laughs> just be mindful. You can have a weird work schedule unless like you can find a great place that like it's set in stone that, that these are going to be your days or these going to be your shifts or, you know, so just be mindful. I, like I, I'm a night owl. That's why I do night. Yeah, same. You know? we, we've always been like night hours. So it works. Yeah. It works for us. Yeah. Um, but just if you know that you're like a morning person and but your ass needs to be in bed by 10 o'clock don't fucking become a, a night bartender like don't, don't fucking don't do it, do it. Gonna... nobody wants to see the bartender yawn bitch like <laughs> <laughs> you killing the vibe exactly <laughs> okay so next is oh man so this one is good because honestly i think it's crazy i think it like you're a fucking unicorn if you're a sober bartender but apparently y'all exist we've talked about this so, before yes exactly. yeah and then like it's so funny because it's like I literally don't know any sober bartenders, but then, like, when I say, like, there are no sober, like, just joking around, like, there are no sober bartenders, then all the motherfuckers who are sober come out the woodwork, like, bitch, me, and my friend, and my, okay, I know that you exist, bitch, I'm just saying, like, you're a unicorn, not many of you exist. I know one, I know one, I know one sober bartender. I've learned, in in my entire time, like, five, six years of, five years of, I'm old, five years of bartending, (laughs) um, I've only known one sober bartender so this is why i put this in here if you do not drink if you are a sober bartender please do the research um if you decide i want to try out a new shot or something like that or like i need to get some shots under my my belt practice on your friends practice on your family practice with other bartenders but like don't don't just come up in that bitch and like okay i'm gonna just try it and then you pour it up it tastes like ass you know what i mean and then now you have an attitude because they don't like your drink or whatever like you didn't taste it you've never tasted it you don't know what it's like you know what i mean so and then you have to have when you're a sober bartender you can't even sit there and like bullshit as easily it's a you kind of actually really have to know some recipes and yeah like, you really you have, have to, know to fucking flavor chemistry that's yeah. the other thing that's very important is that like you have to know like what works with this just like um kind of like when you're doing like your outfits and stuff and you're like okay black goes with like all these colors you know what i mean but brown brown don't go with a whole lot of colors you know exactly. so like you have to be mindful of like what complements each other yeah flavor profiles and shit exactly so for example a lot of times if you see like a um mint if you see mint in a drink it's going to be paired with a cucumber kind of drink or it's going to be paired with like maybe a lemonade kind of drink or with gin or with vodka do you know what i mean so just be mindful of those flavor profiles this also leads us into another topic where it's kind of like don't play the get me whatever game that it's it goes hand in hand of like if you know flavor profiles then you can kind of steer people the right direction so when i say like don't play the get me whatever game it's basically like when people come in they really don't know what they want they're they're like i don't i don't really know what i'm feeling today so you sit there and you ask them questions like okay what do you usually drink what, what is your yeah, go-to? Yeah, find out, find out what type of liquor that they usually drink. Yeah, so or even if they're asking light, for beer. Dark. You're like, what kind of beer do you usually drink when you're yeah, at exactly. home? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love IPAs. Perfect. My IPAs are this, 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 and this. This one's more hoppy. This one's more subtle. You know what I mean? Same yeah. kind, of, kind of concept of, like, you have to know... Uh, what direction you need to be going in like some people will come in and they're like it's a super hot day and they don't know how to express it so I'll be like 
do you want something refreshing? Yeah, exactly. That mint and cucumber, bitch. That's they want exactly. mint cucumber. <laughs> they want something with a spritzer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something airy or maybe Half they're all spritz or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Some girls will go in. They'll be like, um, something with like a not a lot of sugar, which you're like, bitch, all this shit is like juice and sugar. And syrup. Yeah, exactly. But OK, I'll fucking, you know, I'll make you a skinny margarita, you know, like things like that. So just try and steer the conversation. Ask them, what are you thinking? Are you thinking fruity? Are you thinking salty? Are you thinking refreshing? Yeah, like, they'll always just they'll always will just say, yeah, what's good or yeah. what's your best cocktail or this. And you're like, bitch, what kind oh. of shit? What? Like, because well, like, I what's like my best fucking white Russians, bitch. Yeah. But you're <laughs> as fucking you don't even like milk. You're lactose intolerant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Or they'll, they'll be like, what's your best? And you're like, oh, we do a great old fashioned. And, it, and it's like this blonde Yo, bitch, bitch no. who drinks only vodka and fucking yeah. white claws. And she's like, you know, so exactly. just kind of um, just steer them in the right direction. Ask the right questions. And then you can kind of get an idea of what they want. But you have to know the flavor profiles. Also, I've noticed like for me and other bartenders, weirdly enough, like super weird i don't know why we i do this all the time and when i'm making a drink to see if like it kind of if it might taste good i'll sometimes like smell it is that weird like if i'm okay so like i'll shake up a drink i'll pour it and then i'll smell the tin and i'm like okay that smells pretty good like it'll be like a peach with an orange and a pineapple i'm like okay that's not okay and then like i'll try it and i'm like oh yeah that does taste good i'll, I'll usually i'll it. usually try it um first you either smell it or you try it because for me smelling and tasting for for so me specific specifically yeah it's it's way too different because there's shits that i will smell and i'll be like oh my god this is disgusting uh-huh. and then i'll try i'll be like oh this is fucking, you but sometimes know you can be like oh i put way too much booze in there and then you taste it and you're like oh god i'm like oh <laughs> you know like i do need to change it you know so just always when you're when you're like going off like recipe just always try it before you give it to the yeah. customer um obviously when we say try it to people who yeah, are bartenders, say, like, don't, like, don't take a sip for, straight from the thing. What we're talking about is we get the straw and you, uh, how do you, how I do we say know. it? You try it with the, but you don't like sip it from the straw. You like take the straw, you put your, fi- you put, put your it finger, in the drink, put it in the drink, put, put your, your finger, finger over, over the tip and you take it out. So it like catches some in the straw and then you, you do yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even I don't know, know what that's called. It just we call it sampling or testing or whatever. That's how you taste it. Do not ever <laughs> put your lips on it. Don't put like put it in an extra shot glass because they're gonna think that. And you're don't stealing. drink straight from the straw and like sip it up. Like yeah, don't, don't do that. We they're don't. gonna think that like you're drinking their drink. That you're stealing their alcohol. Like don't do any of those things. But if and someone, especially in the midst of a pandemic right now, like yeah. <laughs> don't fucking do any of that. Don't shit. do any. Just of that. but but also you do want to consistently try the drinks that you're putting out yeah because you want to make sure that they're good and that they're made to standard and re- and that you're following the recipes exactly. and whatever even so. if it's a recipe that you've done like a thousand times you could i don't know accidentally you're rushing or something and you're trying to make like five of them at once and then you know what i mean it, you might be like okay let me try that oh god like i put way too much fucking alcohol exactly let me like make it a little bit more sweet you know yeah. so even if you tried it like made it a thousand times if something just feels kind of off in your gut Go ahead and try it because then yeah. you don't want to send it to the table and then that bitch is like flipping out. Which is the thing it that's difficult like if you're a sober bartender because you can't it try it. That's that's what we're saying. Like that's why we're we're not saying that like you have to be a drunk bartender. When we say like sober, like like you know sober bartender, 
and that you need to taste it. We're not saying like you need to get drunk off of your creations. We're but saying that like also it's people, smart to just have a little take, like a drop on your tongue. But there's people like the the person that I know that is a sober bartender, mm. like cannot have alcohol. Like, won't it's, even it's, like open that book. Well, yeah, because it's it's the uh, the addictive. Yeah, personality the that they're they're sober so yeah. they're people that have been through shit where like i'm can't even cross that line yeah. so they can't even taste it which is again why you need to make things uh to standard and not taste it but if you but also be aware um that if you are not drinking you're going to be tempted to drink at yes. every right. single turn mm-hmm. every single turn so if you're sober good fucking luck like just a couple times that i go into work and i try not to drink if i say the words out loud that i am not drinking it's like everyone and a mama is like i end up blacking out like that's just how it's gonna go like the the universe is like natalie near like a superstition (laughs) yeah like you don't even like you don't even say the words because you're like i know people are gonna fucking tempt me so you're like i'm just gonna keep it to myself and then it's like People still fucking try and tempt you, but like you have to have self control. Self control so hard is, and it is. It definitely is hard, and that's the thing is the the bartending lifestyle. Like if you have an addictive personality, just be really self aware that what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to be responsible. Like, because at the end of the day, it's like, how many people do we know that have gotten in trouble and have done, you know what I mean? How many times have we done stupid stuff? And it's just like, you, you want to be responsible at the end of the day with anything that you're doing. And so just be very, very aware. I remember one of my old bosses at Starbucks, he was like, um, he had told me, that he was like, I'm thinking of becoming a bartender. I think bartending would be really fun. And I was like, no, you absolutely (laughs) fucking not. Like he would (laughs) go buck wild. Like he had that type of personality where he was always, he was already wild as a fucking Starbucks manager (laughs) and already inappropriate as a Starbucks manager. I was like, I don't even want to know what the fuck you would do or say as a, as a bartender. And if you're drinking it around that, I was like, absolutely Mm -mm. fucking not like he was already on edge and i was just like bro like no like honestly i don't see you (laughs) doing that shit for some people that's the thing not everyone can be a bartender yeah it's okay for you to try it out and see if it like if it's you or not but if you kind of just know you have an addictive personality i would steer clear of alcoholism (laughs) just (laughs) yo because it will it will take the best of us it will (laughs) it will it truly will (laughs) it will it really will. So just be 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 mindful that even if you say no, we're talking about like customers, coworkers. <laughs> we used to be those coworkers. Oh, coworkers. that was that was us. That was <laughs> really us. Time. Um, coworkers. Um, you know, everyone's gonna basically try and force you into drinking because I feel like it's even more fun when you know someone's not trying to drink and you're like, bitch, fuck. Exactly. Oh man, I loved it when yeah. I was, when someone was like, I'm not drinking tonight, and I was like, bitch, oh, but you is. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, I've okay, so I've had customers forget, but I've also been the person who forgets. Like, when you're drinking, okay, and and. When you're drinking, sometimes, like, 
obviously you're you're impaired a little bit. So I've literally asked the same person like three times if they wanted to drink when I was like socially drinking, mm-hmm. but I already knew that they said no earlier, but I forgot. Does that make sense? So yeah. you're like, Hey, you're so fucking funny. You want to drink, you know, and it's, it's shots. Just like, yeah. And it just yeah. rolls off your fucking tongue. And like, they're, they don't mean to be like a jerk. It's just like the culture. Like we're yeah. in the bar. Cause when drinking. you're drinking, you want other people to drink and yes. feel good with you. So mm-hmm. it's just like a, it's like a, what is it like a camaraderie type yeah, of thing? It's almost like habit. Like you're like, oh, you should drink with me since we're here together. Yeah, and- like no one likes drinking by themselves. Mm-hmm. One, but also two, it's like when you're working, <laughs> one, you don't like drinking by yourself either. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, yeah, like you, it's a, you feel like community. Yes. Like you, me, and like our homeboy, we mm-hmm. used to take shots at the middle of the bar like we used to have our little setup and we used to take shots like every 30 minutes yes. like i used to be like hey we go and take a shot we all know? became better i can't even lie. like okay this is really terrible to say but like i've made interesting friends from like when we were taking shots together mm-hmm. i've made interesting friends when we were smoking bud together yeah. like it's just sometimes like you um i relate more when you guys are doing shit like that so yeah. just know that like you're even if you are a sober bartender just have um, the will and have the self control and like just know what you're getting yourself into. We've people also are seen people. Tempt you. We've also seen people go off the deep end too. Oh, God, so yes. you know what? Like yeah. we, it's it's a it's a fine line. So I mean, it's part of the culture. So just just know what you're you're getting yourself. But there into. are there are people who aren't bartenders that fucking go off the deep end. So yeah, you know what? exactly. Like, honestly, gonna fucking happen to anyone. You just it's gonna happen to everybody. You just gotta just be responsible at the end of the mm-hmm. day and just and know how to get yourself back about that shit. Like snap yourself back to reality. And exactly. Be like, oh, I'm tripping. You know? Hold yourself so. accountable. Just yes, fucking like if you're doing something stupid, like acknowledge that you're doing fucking that you're doing something stupid, and then try not to do something stupid the next time. Like don't be naive to it at least if anything. Mm -hmm. And so same thing like with, um, you know how we were saying that like people will tempt you into drinking and stuff. So this is the most important tip. If you don't get anything else from the shit that we said today, just know this bitch, you going to get hit on. I don't care if you is hideous. If you is, I don't know if you hideous, if you smell bad, if you, I don't know, like if you got a bad attitude, you're gonna get hit on if you're yeah. straight, bi, fucking curious, fucking gay, whatever. Whatever you are, you're gonna get hit on. And like for me, I feel like when I first started, I was like, okay, guys are gonna hit on me. Like, duh. No, bitch. I'm talking like girls be hitting on me. Fucking people. I don't even know what. Tra- they could be anything. They could be transgender. They could be anything at all. Yeah. Hitting on me. People who are like, I'm like you see me. I'm very much like urban city girl. Maybe my little bit splash of California girl in there. Definitely Cleveland girl for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, you know, like you see me and you're like, okay, I kind of kind of get her type. I've had dudes who are like, country is all hell, and they got a little accent, and they're like, damn girl, you know, <laughs> they're all of a sudden hitting on me in no other fucking situation would they ever even look at me yeah i'm not their fucking type but when it comes to the bar and you being behind the bar it just sets that i don't know what it is like it sets a whole different type of vibe to it and people really fucking hit on you and you're like what yeah that doesn't even make no sense yeah just know 
don't get super uncomfortable about it because it happens all. The, I mean, okay, people will say some really rude shit, and you'll be like, really okay, weird you fucking the shit, line, yeah. sir. But what I'm saying is, like, get used to it. Like, let it roll off of you. That's why, like, when I was saying earlier, like, when you have to ha- find new ways of saying, like, no, I'm not going to give you my phone number, but here's days that I work. Like, yeah. you have to find new ways of, say, like, talking to people and kind of putting them down gently without ruining a customer, yeah. like, ruining the customer experience. So that's why I give the the answer of like it's company policy i can't give out my phone number or, or just like, you can say it's a personal rule where you don't give out your phone number at work I, uh what stuff I like say that is like, i say I you can give my... me yours yes is another your thing instagram get snapchat um, instagram snapchat. stuff like that um what have what is the other thing that i've said to people i think i've also told people like um what did I tell people? Like, not like my, my Snapchat and shit, but I basically like try and like change the subject to like, Oh, you know, um, Oh, I don't, this is the one I'd use. I don't give out my phone number. Like when I'm drinking or the person is drinking, like I just, I just know that like when we're intoxicated, you know what I mean? So I would use that as well before, but it's to me, it's way easier to put it off to someone else. Like, my manager fucking hates when he sees that, like, I'm giving yeah. my phone number out or, like, he just, you know, I love, like, blaming it on somebody who ain't there. Yeah. Or, like, even if you were to pull your manager in, like, are they going to be like, no, bitch, I told you to give your num- phone number to every fucking I know, customer. Yeah, like, they're manager, never going to say yeah. that. They're going to be like, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that yeah. holds up. Like, I don't I don't really believe we also know that. We also know that uh, saying that you have a man or a boyfriend doesn't, nobody nobody gives a fuck no one gives a fuck i had do you remember i don't know if you were there and there was this one time so when i was dating the fellow bartender right so he was literally there working with me this day and this one guy was like hitting on me this this and that was asking for my number and i was like no i'm sorry i have a boyfriend and i was like he's actually like right there yeah and he was like he's not looking like come on he's not looking like come on i was like bitch like are you really that fucking like you people do not do not give two fucks if you have a man or not so or girlfriend so honestly that shit doesn't even work don't even pull that card because no one gives a fuck i've had a guy literally be like can i get your phone number i'm like no i got a man they're like what does that got to do with me (laughs) <laughs> it, like didn't even like didn't even fucking miss a beat and i'm sitting there like oh what the fuck like, that whole i got I a that? the i got a boyfriend and it's like oh but do you want a husband yeah. <laughs> that don't mean you can't have friends like bitch shut up i don't want friends yeah exactly so well, like what guy you know wants to be my friend like i mean i, I mean okay i got a couple but like they're like my day one but for really know? yeah for for really for, for really, real for, really. for real yeah no that shit doesn't work like that no so, in all, <laughs> in all, don't ever fear, like, feel pressured into a situation. Just know that, like, you're the bartender. You're in control. And I hope that this fucking helped you guys out. This is all the shit that I wish I fucking knew before I came, became a bartender. Because, yeah. man, there's a lot of shit that they just don't teach you in orientation. Like, <laughs> they don't teach you in that in that two-day training shit. They I don't. I mean, and honestly, I feel like they'd get sued if they told you all this Yo, shit. For like, real. sexual harassment, real thing, gonna happen every night. Like, you know? Exactly. <laughs> oh. They lead with that, nobody's joining. So, 
<laughs> just be mindful of these tips and little tricks. If you guys have any questions or anything, you guys um, have some other situations that you guys want to ask us, because I'm yeah. sure there's stuff that we forgot, but those are like the basics. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is fucking season two. Back yes. and better. We're happy to be back with you guys. We do want to really quick uh, shout out Drizzly. Yes. Uh, so we um, got our alcohol tonight from Drizzly. Yes. So it is a, what is it? Know, it's, it's like it's a like website a, type of thing. Where yeah. You so order it's an app. Drinks and you're, basically you order your liquor. And it's like, like Postmates. Postmates and shit like that, but yeah. specifically for alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have fucking everything. So if you guys want to check them out, yeah, uh, just go, go to ahead and do that. It's and honestly, like type in like whatever your address is or like the area that you want to get it sent to, and it'll give you all the rates and stuff. And supposedly they're supposed to get it to you um, within under 60, sixty minutes. And yeah. man, today she was on that shit. Like I don't even think it was an hour. It, wasn't it was even like forty-five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, maybe less thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. So they're really on top of it. So that is always a great, great website slash app to go to for all things. Yes. So drizzly, uh, D R I Z L Y. Yeah. And it's just drizzly.com. Yes. So definitely shout out to them. And thank you guys so much for listening to bar bitches. Barbie S season two. We're back and we're better bitch. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we got some more things cooked up for you guys. So be sure, be sure to follow us and continue to support and ask questions and engage because we love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys fucking liked it. All right. See you guys next week. Bye babies.